in today's episode, episode number 24, we are discussing an article on a Memphis clinic who, for months, the leadership of a Memphis abortion clinic has been working to protect the staff from layoffs and open a new clinic three hours away in Illinois. So, again, without further ado, uh, you can find us on Instagram at Assess Sessions Media. You can also find us at assesssessionsmedia.com and also on our podcast platforms, i.e. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. Um, if you would be so kind as to leave a review, positive or negative, either way, it would really help us and push us up with the algorithm. But without further ado, or any further delay, let's get into it. So, Joe Pepper, the CEO of a reproductive health clinic in Memphis, tried her best to prepare her staff for the painful pivot coming in a post-Roe world. For 48 years, the Choices Clinic in the heart of Memphis provided abortion services, but that ended on Wednesday. This article was posted on NBC News on August 28th, 2022. Pepper said the day before Tennessee's abortion ban took effect, making performing the, pro- the procedure a crime punishable by up to 15 years in prison. For months, Pepper, the CEO of Choices, has been working with the Centre's board to do two things simultaneously. Protect the Memphis staff from layoffs and open a new clinic some three hours away in a different state. That meant laying the groundwork for the new clinic in Carbondale, Illinois, where abortion rights appear more secure. It also meant cross-training from abortion care staff in Memphis to provide other services including billing Medicaid and becoming birth assistants. We will certainly continue to assist our community in figuring out how to access abortion services. Pepper said we will advertise and people will be able to find out find our clinic in Carbondale very easily. Within a month of the US Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, more than 40 clinics stopped providing abortions in trigger ban states according to the latest data available from the Guttermacher Institute in Tennessee. At least one clinic located in Knoxville has closed since the rollback of abortion rights this summer. The reality of the post-Roe vs. Wade world has set in slowly at choices where the once bustling clinic's waiting room often has more empties than clients. After the Supreme Court's decision, a ban on abortions after the detection of fetal cardiac activity, typically at about six weeks, took effect. The clinic started seeing more patients than that they had to turn away. Are you prepared for that? Roxy Vasquez, a medical assistant, would ask patients. Just know that we're here. With that window closed on Monday, Vasquez said she is starting a new chapter. 
after spending nearly her whole career in abortion care at Planned Parenthood before choices, Vasquez is training to become a birth assistant with the clinic's midwifery services. We're going to be here, Vasquez said, we're still standing. Funded by a mix of patient revenue and more than 1.5 million in donations last year, Choices is staying afloat financially, for now. Pep said last year the clinic provided nearly 4,000 abortions, according to his annual report. Even without abortion services, the clinic still offers a wide range of reproductive care, including a birthing centre that offers midwifery services, HIV prevention, contraceptives and gender-affirming care. But its birthing centre is relatively new, opening opening its doors in 2020. Last year, the centre's midwifery practice assisted in about 90 births. So, for its first year... Assisting ninety births is a lot. <clears throat> um, Choices Clinic in Carbondale is expected to open on September nineteenth. said. Pepper said she's concerned that Tennessee and other states banning abortion are not creating systems that care for pregnant and parenting people, and really turning their back on them. Pregnant people in Tennessee are among the most vulnerable in the nation. According to data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the state has one of the country's highest maternal mortality rates, with nearly 35 maternal deaths for every 100,000 live live births between 2018 and 2020. Black women were almost three times as likely to die than white women, according to the Tennessee Department of Health. Dr. Terry Greber, 76, the clinic's president of medical services, remembers being in training before Roe vs. Wade and seeing a patient with a life-threatening complication after having an illegal abortion. He recently saw a story about a Louisiana mother whose fetus was diagnosed with a fatal condition, but said her, her hospital refused to terminate her pregnancy. He worries that leaving women with so few options could lead to desperation, he said. And that is absolutely true. Anything you can conceive about is going to happen to somebody, Grimmer said. And, you know, <coughs> because of, obviously, what happened, like, I can't believe it's been a month already since... You know, the abomination of Roe vs. Wade was overturned. Um, but we are really going to see the detrimental effects of that seep in. And it's really going to affect everyone. You know, it's going to affect every single woman. You know, whether they, you know, regardless of whether or not they are wanting an abortion or not, it's still going to affect them because it's going to affect the services that they're able to, you know, get. And so, you know, I think it's places like, obviously, Choices um, and it's sort of like other clinics who are fortunate enough to be in the same position to be able to continue providing those 
vital services. Obviously, you know, they obviously, you know, if you are in a state where abortions are banned, then obviously it's going to be a lot more trickier. But I think that what choices are doing is is amazing and let's hope that they continue to serve their community with the amount of work they do and obviously with them being you know their sole finances coming the way of donations it's obviously all dependent on that as well but I think more places like this should be able to exist and be able to offer women the, the services they need. But with that one, but with that being said, we're gonna switch over to another article I found, which is about a church in Texas. Um, just bear with me one moment. Um, so yeah, a church in Texas is apologising for staging an unauthorised production of Hamilton and has agreed to pay damages for our actions. The apology was issued Tuesday by the Door Christian Fellowship Ministries in McAllen, Texas, nearly three weeks after the church produced and live-streamed a rendition of the Tony Award-winning musical Hamilton. The production appeared to be implement script changes to include religious references and concluded with a sermon by a pastor comparing being gay to being addicted to alcohol or drugs. Well, therein lies um, stupidity and lack of being educated. Uh, the unsigned statement was written in first person as the church's pastor, Roman Gutierrez. On behalf of the Door Christian Fellowship, McCallum Church, I would like to personally apologise to the creator of Hamilton, Lin-Manuel Miranda, the producers of Hamilton, and the numerous others who contributed their intellectual property to Hamilton for staging an unauthorised production of Hamilton. That infringed on the rights and copyrights of many. The statement posted on the church's Instagram account, Instagram account read, the, the statement also clarified that the church did not request or receive a license from the producers or creators of the official Hamilton production stage. Replicate or alter any part of the show, a crucial step to avoid copyright infringement. We respect the copyrights of Hamilton's author and contributors. The statement said, We acknowledge there are lawful avenues to obtain a license to change properties, which we did not pursue. And it is never permissible to alter an artistic work such as Hamilton without legal permission. The church said it also did not seek prior permission to alter Lin-Manuel Miranda's work by changing the music the lyrics, deleting songs and adding dialogue. Miranda expressed his gratitude for, to all of you who re- reached out about this illegal, unauthorised production. 
A hamilton creator said, now lawyers do their work. Following the backlash, the church has agreed to never stage a performance of Hamilton again and to destroy all recordings and images of the unauthorised performances as well as its rehearsals according to the statement. Lastly, we will pay damages for our actions. The church said, without specifying the amount, Representatives from Miranda and the official Hamilton production on Broadway told NBC News on Wednesday that all damages paid by the church will be donated to the South Texas Equality Project, a coalition of organisations that support and advocate for the LGBTQ community in the Rio Grande Valley. Uh, so, yeah. Um, The live stream video of the unauthorised version of the play that the church staged the weekend of August 6th has been taken down, but NBC News obtained a recording of the performance from writer and atheism advocate Herman Meta. Meta will not identify whom he obtained the video from. Associate Pastor Victor Lopez can be heard comparing homosexuality to drug addiction in the final sermon added by the church, according to a full video of the performance. Maybe you struggle with alcohol, with drugs, homosexuality. Maybe you struggle with other things in life, your finances, whatever, relationships. The video shows Lopez say God can help you tonight. The Hamilton version staged by the church also included several biblical references that were not originally in the musical, according to a description of the live stream by Howard Sermon. The director of the Arts Integrity Initiative at the New School in New York City, who was not affiliated with the performance, Sermon said the production, which was first reported on by Onstag on stage blog, changed one of the main characters' lines by adding the sentence, Jesus gave me the strength to pull through. When I needed him most, he was right on time. Another line from a video posted by Meta shows the actor portraying Alexander Hamilton reciting more changed lyrics. What is legacy, the actor says. It's knowing that you you repented and accepted the gospel of Jesus Christ that sets men free. You sent your sinless son of man on Calvary to die for me. In the church's statement, Gutierrez appeared to recognise as the pastor of the church that I have an obligation and responsibility to follow the law and educate our community about these protocols. Our ministry will use this moment as a learning opportunity about protected artistic works and intellectual property. The statement read. So, yeah, um, basically a church in Texas fucked up. Um, Quite royally, might I add. Um, So, yeah. I think it would have been better if the church had have had have written their own if they had have, if they had have written their own play right then they probably wouldn't uh, then they probably wouldn't have gotten the amount of backlash they did. But because obviously you basically 
infringed on the ha- on Hamilton and you changed lyrics or whatever, you can't do that. And to make the <laughs> huge connection that can, by comparing being comparing being gay to drug addiction, like, how the fuck you came up with that? I don't know. But, anyway, um, enough of of that said. Um, But, I don't know, let me know what you think. In my opinion, I think the church should come up with with their own performances from their own mind and not you know, that's what I think. Anyway, but let me know what you think. Um, but I hope you enjoy the rest of your evening wherever you are. Uh, make sure you are staying safe, looking after your mental health. And until next time, I will enjoy yourself. Bye, guys. See you in the next episode.